Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. everybody and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Nobody Panic. It's me, Tessa. As you know, Stevie is away for a bit and so there's going to be a run of a couple of guests uh, hosting this thing with me. Some like maternity cover or holiday cover or like when A.A. Gill used to go away and then they'd write, A.A. Gill is away. You right. know. Niche reference. Too niche? No, no. He was a food writer and he used to, that when he was away they'd get someone else in and it Didn't was cool. he famously, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Please. Um, didn't he famously say he he killed a monkey just to watch it die? He did some questionable things. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was into hunting or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, not the best reference. <laughs> okay, either way, Stevie's away, and I'm joined today by none other than May Martin. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for doing it. Well, we're in. You've come here to my flat, which is makes it so. There's lovely. wine. There's candles. There's crystals. There's a uh, garden in a jar. Yeah, what would you call that? Like a succulent in a jar? It's beautiful. Yeah, but I have bad news about those crystals. Please. <laughs> so I, I have like, I was trying to get into like amethyst and rose quartz and that kind of thing. And then I just read that crystals are like the new blood diamonds. Like the, all these crystals that we're no. buying, we don't know where they're coming from. And it's like kids getting them in, in crystal mines and stuff. Like, apparently. So Shit. all of these new agey... People are going to have to bend their crystals. Oh, God. It's so hard to be good at anything. I know. And what do I do with the crystals I already have? <laughs> I think I think much like old fur. Yeah. If they're here, they're here. Okay. You can't get rid of them in protest, you know? Yeah, who would that help? Who would that help? Just yeah. Or uh, start your own sustainable crystal business. Absolutely. Find my own crystals. That would be the best. Take a retreat of women away. Yeah. Forage for crystals. <laughs> Go into some caves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find your own. Imagine though, how satisfying. Imagine you're like in a cave taking shelter from the rain. Of course. And then you see this <laughs> glint in the back and you go and it's like a, a raw ruby or like an emerald. How good would that feel? I've never seen a ruby in the wild. <laughs> Do you think they just are like there? I don't, yeah, I don't know actually. Doesn't they run like veins through rock? Like a vein of ruby? Or is it just like a little chunk of ruby? I don't know. We, don't know. I'm, we'll I'm, we will know. know. We'll, we'll, we'll know when we go on the crystal retreat yeah. and go in there and <laughs> yeah. find the ruby. You don't see it so much, but the 90s, all the films were just about finding treasure. There are a lot yeah. of ruby work in the 90s. And now you don't see as many rubies, as rubies, many rubies. Emeralds, diamonds. I'd be more enchanted by a ruby than an emerald, I think. But I go back and forth on that. I understand. I would like the, uh, a clear blue for me. <laughs> what is that, a sapphire? Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
that would be my that would be mine of choice. Um, so the podcast today is about uh, crystals, where to find them in the wild. It's not. It's about it's about sexuality. It's a sort of uh, it's a loose meander through your new book, The Twenty First Century Guide to Sexuality. Can everyone please calm down? Is that the full title? I think it's the guide. It's it's can everyone please calm down? A guide to twenty first century sexuality. I think is that what you said. That's yeah, you, oh, you know, yeah. I did it. I I said it slightly backwards. Okay. <laughs> can everyone please calm down? A guide to twentieth century sexuality. Twenty first century. <laughs> you even make a reference in there that you only recently knew what twenty first century was, and yeah. I was like, yes, I have been saying the wrong century for a long time. I thought we were two o, you know. Yeah. So I was like, we're the twentieth. Of course. Why would we be the twenty first? I still. That seems so counterintuitive that the 1400s is the 15th century. It begins with 1-4, so clearly that should be the 14th I century. I just can't wrap my head around. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, before we deep dive into that, uh, what is your adult thing of the week? Um, my adult thing of the week is that one night I put my phone in another room to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, everyone tells you to do that. Yes. I, I plugged it in in my living room and I uh, went to bed just like cold sweats through the night <laughs> just it was the worst night ever and then um i did it on a day where i didn't have to get up in the morning because it's my alarm clock of course. i just was like what would it feel like to wake up and not have it but it's like yeah i just got up walked to my living room got it went back to bed brought it back to bed with me what time did you wake up to get it i probably woke up naturally at about nine and then you went straight to get the phone yeah and went then back into bed yes yeah yeah, yeah. how did you sleep um i don't know i probably didn't have as many poisonous rays going into my brain and stuff mm. but I don't know. Are you going to do it ever again? No. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, no. but well done for trying. Yeah I, <laughs> yeah, I feel so passionate about it and I do it every night. It's the last thing I see before I go to sleep and mm. the first thing I see before I wake up. And I'm like, this is so bad, but I can't stop. Yeah. And I'm not even looking at anything. Yeah. And I've read so many things that are like, when you do that, you begin the day with other people's stuff yeah. rather than your own. You, you go, go to bed on their stuff and you wake up just being like, it's like you wake up and everyone's just like shouting their information. Just inundated in, in absolute garbage yeah 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 and yet and yet and yet anyway yeah. well done and someone will be listening to this first thing in the morning they will have opened their eyes and just because they can't be alone with their thoughts click play you know if you are waking up or going to sleep then well done yeah. and i hope you have a good day or a good night yeah <laughs> or a good commute or wherever you are we're we're we're, we're fucked we're, we're so fucked so fucked, we're so we? fucked yeah we're like yeah, beyond yeah. fucked that we I can't know. be alone but it's all just i mean what's the point of anything i just read that um a, a dead flamingo you can still balance it on one leg and i was like what's the point <laughs> what's the point of being alive if even if you're dead you can you can balance that flamingo on one leg yeah and i found out that the moon is shrinking over time and because it, the core is cooling and so as it cools it shrinks and as it shrinks it causes moon quakes, so these earthquakes on the moon. So the moon that we look at in the sky is shuddering and shrinking and quaking all the time. How sad and is Have that? we done that? It's just no, no it. that's not our fault. Okay. That's just nature. We're, too, yeah. we're, we're, we're good. We're out. We're we in do. the clear. Yeah, we're safe. <laughs> okay, that. that wasn't us. Fuck. Yeah. That... I just... Oi, I... I know. Oi, vey. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, God. Mine is... Well, what would we consider to be a viral... If you did a tweet, how do you many things? How many Ooh. likes do you think it has to get before you consider it viral? That's a good question. I'd be really excited with over two hundred likes. I bet you've had way more than that in your life. Rarely, rarely. <laughs> rarely. Um, I did a tweet this weekend that has just crested into the seven thousand. No way. What and is I it? feel very regretful of it. 
it says, guys, I'm at the beach and I've made this foot penis. I'm absolutely thrilled. And then it's accompanied by this image. Oh my Christ. It's it's my foot. What what part what am I looking at? My foot. Yeah. I see. Oh, that's, so that's the <laughs> that's side my heel, of your foot. And that is just that my toe is just there under the sand. Okay, and you've covered it in sand and it looks like a dick. Yeah. So for everyone at home with the veins and everything. The vein is so gross. I've it's <laughs> I'm like you know you know why it's got that many likes? Because there are so many foot fetishists online. As has become apparent. Yeah. So I was like I took it, it made me laugh so much. I didn't really mean to make it, and then I was like, so basically it's me at the beach, I've covered part of my foot in sand. It looks I have got very veiny feet. It looks exactly like a penis. It looks like a big hard veiny penis yeah it's like it doesn't look it doesn't disgusting. look flaccid it looks erect yeah it's awful and then i was like so i did the first bit and i was like maybe i can make the ankle and my and my heel open to the balls which i then did yeah <laughs> and then i tweeted it thinking that would be funny and like 10 people will think that's funny mm. and then seven thousand likes later i was like oh no i'm in oh deep God. and there are a lot of strangers with a lot of messages about feet and penises. Really? And not nothing, touch wood, totally weird so far. You're, um, you're going to be on um, wiki feet. I'm so nervous, yeah. But then I'm also like, if that's what you need to have it. Yeah. <laughs> have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish it was something, I wish I'd done some like, I wish this wasn't my viral, my semi-viral moment. Yeah. I wish I'd done some like great uh, political piece, <laughs> like some great takedown. But no, it's this foot penis well now this is what you have to court you have to court this particular audience this foot audience. i know i i had a, a foot woman um contact me and she was like i'd like to see your feet please on instagram and i uh i always engage when i sh- i probably shouldn't but i was like yeah. that's I, that's okay I'd rather not get them out at the moment and then um and then she said i'm coming to see your show at soho theater this is what made me think and she was like uh I, i'll be looking at your feet please wear no socks so she, so I was allowed to wear shoes, but she didn't want me to wear any socks. And it was going to be this like secret thing between us, I think, in, in her mind. But I, I didn't do it. But I, I wore the socks. I, yeah, I, I definitely wore socks, but um, it's pretty harmless. And I, kind of, right? I kind of get it. I think it's about that they're in, they're sort of secret. Like you don't get to see people's feet a lot. So I think it's about. Yeah. I, do you think the don't wear socks thing is like her, she gets to go to the show and she's like, oh she's not wearing the socks. This is the message between yeah. the two of us. It's yeah. only about the feet. It's and like... it's sort of transgressive to see someone's feet. There's like a, a, a vulnerability there or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. talking like, I, like I'm also a foot person, but... Well, if you are, no king shaming here. Yeah. We'd love to hear more about it. Please <laughs> yeah, yeah. do let us know. Uh, my price is £800. Really? Yeah. I've made a price. It's that. Your bare feet for 800 quid. One picture. I think my price is lower, you know? I think it'd be like 500 Yeah. Uh, you can get us both for two grand. It's yeah. baffling. You should you should pay separately. <laughs> yeah. Seamlessly segueing from foot to the broad range of sexuality. Yeah. Um, what inspired you, or what was the motivation to want to write this book? Why this book? Why now? Why did it need to come out of you? Um, <laughs> well, um, I was approached by a, a publisher who said. Um, would you like to write the book that you wish you had when you were a teenager? Something that oh. like, yeah, it would have been helpful mm. for you when you were about 14. So I've done that. You've done an amazing job. Thanks. It's I'm, really good. I'm really self-conscious about it and um, insecure about it. Part of me hopes that people just buy it and Instagram, Instagram the cover and, and don't read it because it's quite revealing, eh? And then also I'm embarrassed about my grammar and things like that. Oh, I, no. Well, 
genuinely that. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks. And actually, I was feeling kind of down on it. And then I went to this book festival and read from it to about a thousand school kids. And then that made me feel like it was worthwhile because they were yeah. amazing kids. And um, yeah, the premise of the book is, I guess I, I guess I feel like these days, a lot of these issues are so highly politicized and talking about gender and, and sexuality is so fraught and it's often used politically in, in debates and stuff. And um, I think we lose sight of the fact that it's meant to be fun and mm-hmm. na- we're talking about love and it's natural. And especially for young people, I think it can be really stressful to you fall in love or you, or you have a crush on someone and, and right away you have to, you have to worry about like what you're going to label yourself and you start worrying about what am I instead of who am I? And it takes the fun out of it. So it was, it's, it's funny and like light and it's, it's, it's really funny and it's really great. And I'm so glad that you feel better about it because last week you said to me like, Oh, it's, it's not really good. And weirdly I took that at just like total face value. Sort of. I just imagine like weirdly I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess maybe she got a ghostwriter in like Zoella or something. <laughs> and like, she's like not particularly proud of this book. And then I saw you at the Hay Festival with your fat, literally it seemed like thousands of young people had come yeah, like just wide eyed to, and who wanted to hear so passionately wanted to hear what you had to say. And then having now read it, I'm like, Oh, this is such a good book. Oh, thanks. It's, I don't think your grammar is, but you, it, <laughs> you write exactly as you talk and it just feels like spending time with you, but on the page. It's very um, colloquial and conversational but they um those young people that generation is unreal and I just kept thinking yeah how different their school experience is from mine like I was because I was doing this talk and then at the end there was a Q&A so there's like yeah a thousand kids all between the ages of like 13 and I don't know 18 and they're asked they're standing up in front of a thousand other kids and being like uh yeah I'm bisexual and and you know I'm having a hard time at home but my and people are cheering and You've got and trans kids and, and um, the most amazing thing was like groups of jocks, like straight dudes coming up to me afterwards and be like, yeah, um, I'm straight, but I want to be a better ally for my gay friend. Oh so, my God. Yeah. How, how can I be a better ally for my friend? It's like, I mean, you're doing it. That's insane. That's so cool. And uh, you know, that stat that like 40% of kids under 25 are not identifying as, as gay or straight like that. I think it's really changing. I hope. I think there's a lot of progress being made. And there's a trend towards um, moving away from labels and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is exciting. It's such a massive topic to even begin opening. Yeah. And as soon as you do with anybody, everyone's like, I've got so many things I want to say about it. But I think we go through this insane phase when you're a tiny kid where you want to, you take your clothes off all the time and you run about naked and everyone's yeah. your friend and you have no concept of who is and is not allowed like in your group and what kind of person you have to be. And then you are made to go to school where all of that confidence is just like stripped away from you until there's nothing of you left. And then mm. you spend your whole twenties rebuilding it to the place you were when you were four. And you're like, what a waste. Why did we do that bit in the middle? And the more I like yeah. people, you know, now are like who are at a stage where they like finally ready to be like comfortable with themselves and to talk about, you know, past experiences, the amount of people who are like, Oh, I kissed at boys who are like, Oh, I kissed a boy at school. And I spent a year every night just thinking, oh my god I must be gay yeah. and like trying to really get into gay porn not enjoying it and yeah. then being like and girls who are like I was in love with you know Natalie Portman in Star Wars so I was like well I guess <laughs> this is it now like yeah. how will I come out to my parents and this like insane like stress this insane stress around it we all do go through not everyone but a huge percentage of people goes through a distinctly bisexual phase before puberty like mm-hmm. you're just like pretty non-description yeah, and everybody has weird experiences and stuff. Not weird, but like, you know, diverse and varied experiences. And then, yeah, you're right. You get 
everything changes when, when you go to school and you get stressed about what it means and people come up to me after shows all the time like grown men and when their girlfriends are in the bathroom they're like whispering to me in, in total panic being like I gave a blowjob at university and, and I, I love my girlfriend what does this mean first of all everyone's so stressed about the idea that bisexuality might exist like mm-hmm. everyone's like am I gay am I gay and it's like because they're like because I have you know what I mean mm-hmm. people don't even seem to entertain the idea that they might be bi and then also, yeah, just the level of stress around labels. It's crazy. Uh, where do you think it comes from? And how do you feel being this generation's uh, guru on the subject <laughs> and the only uh, answer to our questions? Um, wait, which generation? Because I don't know enough to be the younger generation's guru. Mm-hmm. They're like teaching me and they know terms that I don't know. And and they're um, way ahead of me. Um yeah, I. Where did where the urge, it was too many questions. It was so, in one. so many questions. How do you feel with people coming up to you? Like, is it a role that you enjoy? The like people coming up to you with these questions, or is it is it a like I I don't know panic? You know, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I I like to talk about it because I care about it, and well, it's tricky. And so you know, when sometimes when people want to unleash all of their questions at me and stuff, they forget that it's my life or just sort of part of who I am so it's a bit like unleashing all your questions about race on someone who's not white Mm -hmm. you know what I mean which and so I want to answer the questions and Mm -hmm. discuss it and stuff but sometimes depending on the question sometimes if it's like but in general I I like it okay yeah I like it a lot (laughs) yeah Yeah. but I can understand that that you like you don't you like there's more to me than being you know yeah the gatekeeper the gatekeeper of all the (laughs) answers and I'm thrilled that you're asking the question but and also I don't know like it's the most mysterious thing in the world yeah but no mostly everyone I know is you know, so on point and open-minded. Yeah. The labeling thing is interesting because I always worry that, or I sometimes get like negative um, flack from like the older gay community who are like, we fought really hard to have these labels and to proudly say them and, 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 and really identify with them and stuff and the, and the culture around it. So I never want to feel like I'm being dismissive of that because I think it can be useful and, and we need these terms to communicate ideas and fight for rights that we still don't have and, it's all still so tenuous, the progress. So it sometimes feels a bit like aspirational to be like, we're going to all be fluid and use labels and stuff. But I think it's a good aspiration to have. It, that's so interesting. It hadn't really occurred to me in given that this generation is so much about people, not parts. Like yeah. I can love whoever I want and I don't have to identify. And it hadn't really occurred to me that the generation that went through like Stonewall and all of these huge things fighting for their rights wanted it. Like it was a huge totally. thing of pride. So now for that to be taken away to be like, oh no, we don't actually, look grandpa, we actually don't use them. And you're like, yeah. fuck you, you've no idea like what my generation went through. Totally. And I think what I reject is like being labeled by someone else, like without my consent. That's what sucks. But I guess, yeah, of course you have to totally respect people's wish to proudly identify as a certain label because there's like a great strength in that and like invisibility and being vocal about those things but I personally don't identify with any label so I'm happy to be the kind of the champion of that idea Mm. no labels but yeah it is so interesting and complicated because especially I've dated a lot of people who've never dated girls before and sometimes I feel like that sexual fluidity thing that can sometimes be an easy route to with internalized homophobia and stuff Mm -hmm. to be like well I'm not part of that community I'm just like I'm me and I'm which is true like I'm me I just you know fell in love with someone which is great but you know what I mean sometimes like I'm like why are you so adamant that you're not part of that community people you've been with who have never been with with a girl before who are saying this is happening but I'm definitely not gay is that what uh, you yeah mean? I definitely wouldn't identify with like LGBT right 
people are like go to a gay night or go to pride or those types of things mm-hmm. where i'm like okay maybe you have some like shame attached to it then. for sure yeah i think the shame thing is something that we you know because it's so in the news everywhere about like this new thing about uh, kids shouldn't be taught about it in schools which my feelings about sexuality come from a deep place of extreme rage from a historical and biological perspective that are like if your idea of you know, we shouldn't or shouldn't sexualize the children. We shouldn't um, talk about anything that's not a non-traditional uh, relationship, which is what the law in Russia was like five years ago. Yeah. They were like their wording was a non-traditional relationship. You're like, what exactly do you think the word traditional means? Yeah. Like with this history that's like got every different type of sexuality under the sun and mm. like multi-husbands, multi-women, all of this stuff. Multi-gender. Multi-gender, multi- yeah, like yeah. It, different cultures that have got all these different names and titles and like where is this insane like one man, one woman, one kid, white picket fence. It's pretty recent, I think. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. insane. So to suggest like, oh, that's what humans have always, like that's the natural way of things. Like that's insane. Yeah. And it suggests that you've not read or bothered to understand anything where is this like shame come from it must be so deep in a way that people are just almost can't even look that far inside themselves to yeah. be like where has this idea come from and it's people are obsessed with with the sex part of it mm-hmm. like they're like oh well, that means we're teaching them about anal sex yeah you're like, it's like well w- w- yeah. where have you got that part from yeah yeah it, that, it's just about love isn't it it's crazy because there's definitely gay kids in those classes yeah, like the rat, the the rat teacher recently got married on. Um, oh yeah, the rat teacher. What is, what is this, this again? They're hey, artworks. No, no. Uh, I think he's a rat. But what is is the show yeah, called Arthur? Is it Arthur? It's a cartoon about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's called Arthur, right? Yeah, he's a big mouse. Gay rat wedding. Yeah, yeah, and they had a gay rat wedding, <laughs> and everyone's like horrified. But you're like, yeah, the the rats aren't like getting down in the church in the cartoon and then like uh, having sex with each like other. Sex yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, not there's not like a gimp mask coming yeah. out. It's not like that's not it. You're doing a wedding like kids see weddings as like such a normal part of their storytelling you know so you don't see like in the disney movies there isn't like filthy sex in the stuff it's just the wedding part and the kissing part so why should it make a difference who's doing that and why should we have this insane idea that like anal sex for the for the five-year-old you're like that's not what anybody's saying but it is it is definitely changing and getting better but there's there's so little representation still like and so many of the stories that we hear still are so tied up with like coming out or mm-hmm. like like i mean in, in tv and movies and stuff like a lot of those although that movie book smart coming out and that seems like like i think we just need lots of characters who are like incidentally gay or queer or whatever and their whole life isn't about that's what in the book i talk about like like i really thought growing up that it was just oscar wilde and alan degeneres mm-hmm. and that and i modeled myself after both <laughs> of those people like they don't teach the you know da vinci and isaac newton and all these and alexander the great and all and people that shaped our world were not necessarily straight and that would be so empowering to learn as a young person yeah. absolutely and it would also make you understand that like oh here's isaac newton who could do all these amazing cool things and the fact that he also loved like a bunch of different people is sort of totally is a cool part of his personality but it's not the main thing about him yeah totally. like much the same way as we're like history and then like women's history yeah and, like exactly. history and like black history doesn't yeah. have to be, and gay history it's like how can why can't it just be like some cool stuff yeah. and their gender and their sex and their sexuality was like a side part of that yeah totally and get rid of the this idea of being growing up and being like i hope this society tolerates me and like tolerance i hate that word because it's like you built this society like yeah you know what i mean you're a part, like as much a part of it outside of it yeah mm. it was very moving all these kids i don't know they're cool they're all really cool and they all call me, they all, um... Sir, use, my lord. <laughs> they call me, they use neutral gender pronouns with me automatically, even though I 
say I'm a girl, like I would say she about myself, they just are very respectful because they're not sure. So they say they, but really naturally. And I feel like older people are constantly... so much hope for the young. Totally. They're going to do it. Anyone over the age of like 35, I feel I feel like is so stressed about the idea of a neutral pronoun. It's mm-hmm. like, but how do I do it? And to them, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so impressive. Something that really stuck with me in your book is about um, how you felt being made to learn algebra as a kid and just being like, no, 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 too much, too confusing, not for me. Yeah. How the older generation feel about it. And it isn't so much like, oh, it's, oh, no, it's more like, ah, I can't, I can't get my head around it. Yeah. Like, you know, they, am I saying this? Is it Q? Yeah. Is it plus? I don't know what to yeah. do now. And so my only, my only option, much like a lot of us, I imagine, learned to make jokes to get out of having to answer the questions in yeah. maths where we didn't know the answer and you learned that like if you could laugh your way out of it you didn't have to reveal that you couldn't do this thing yeah and so therefore you fell back on this like oh algebra is stupid yeah. you know in the same way that we see this like older generation being like oh I don't even get it what are they a yeah. man or woman pick one yeah you know I think that was such a insightful way of looking at it that it was coming from a place of confusion and fear i really empathize like i yeah that algebra i remember like just getting my head around long division and then the introducing algebra not only was i confused but i felt like rage like Mm -hmm. i was like how this is this doesn't make any sense and um yeah i I think i said in the book like i would have um protested against it like i would have really (laughs) taken to the streets yeah being like this is witchcraft yeah um, (laughs) but then yeah, I think so so many people are afraid of asking questions now as well and, and uh, afraid of being labeled a bigot if they ask questions. Mm-hmm. But then again, people say that a lot. They're like, you can't ask anything anymore. And it's like, well, you absolutely can ask anything you want, but like, how are you phrasing it? Are, are you shouting it? Yeah. <laughs> are you really being aggressive? Are you, you know, do you want to hear the answer? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is with algebra, probably we did all. Oh, we didn't want to hear the answer. We didn't care. We didn't but like, care. Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't get. Stoned, it yeah. was un. It was unnecessary. Yeah. But like, it is the thing of like, yeah, I do. I would. I do wish I knew. I wish I was on the side that understood it. Yeah. Rather than out here, and then it's this exhausting thing of like, oh, we gotta educate everyone, yeah. like, and be nice to all these people. Yeah, but we do because everything's changing so fast, and we're experiencing this seismic shift with like so many massive issues. And if we if we don't want that, like divide to get deeper we have to annoyingly spend a lot of time explaining i think Mm. and having these annoying conversations is that the only route do you think that we have to you have to sit down with everybody you know and be like maybe yeah (laughs) i'm kind of i don't know or or just put it out in the world i don't know yeah yeah maybe was there anything else that these kids were asking you that you really that i found difficult yeah yeah i get or that like struck you as a question oh what i find really difficult is when people say I want to come out to my parents but they're really homophobic and what should I do because I don't know I don't know their situation mm-hmm. I don't know how homophobic their parents are and I'm so scared to be like and I feel like what they want me to say is like just do it just rip it off like a band-aid come out but then I'm like what if I tell them that and they do and they get kicked out or it's horrific or it's mm-hmm. like really traumatizing so that feels like a lot of responsibility and I'm always like I think speak to the counselor yeah first I mean I had a I had a an angry older woman um, shouting at me at this book festival. It was the first question of this. So I did the youth one and then I did an adult one and just the difference. Oh, that's so nice. It was so interesting. Is that a choice that you made that you said, I want only kids at this one? No, it was sort of organized for me. But yeah, one was in the That's such a nice idea. Totally. And it was just kids. 
and that was amazing and then in the evening was for older people and that was way harder the first question was this really angry woman talking about um if trans people are allowed in toilets we're all gonna get killed basically she was so uh, you could hear the fear in her voice Mm -hmm. she was being like but we know that men are violent towards women and we're gonna let them in the toilets and it's uh it's hard to get into a real back and forth because I can. It reminds me a bit of the like, well, if we let too many immigrants in, they're going to take our jobs. Because mm-hmm. it's like I understand where you're getting that thought, but it's just demonstrably untrue. So I, I'm always like about the facts and the stats, and I'm like, yeah. she will show me the show me that happening. And and you know, trans people have been using toilets forever, mm-hmm. and trans women, and the stats also show that. Trans women are the most at risk, and they're the ones getting, like, but it's just, it was a really tense, it was very tense, and I'm just trying to be, I don't know. It's hard because you can see where that idea comes from. Totally. Especially, um, you know, women who've fought so hard for so many things, to then be like, oh, now, now this space that is was a space like a sac- a sacred space yeah. so, but like now everybody's allowed in this space and to take that immediate assumption of like that's just a man in a dress rather than like that is a woman who feels like she was born into the wrong body and has gone through this huge undertaking to now live actively externally as a woman yeah. rather than just somebody who's just thought about it that afternoon yeah you know, like and so they're conflating men with trans women yes. yeah so it's 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 really hard which is something you can totally understand if if the idea of being trans if the idea of you know people being like you're a man or a woman what's the problem it's such an easy thing to say if you personally like the body that you're in yeah and if you don't you i mean if you you can't even comprehend what that would feel like yeah it's so hard and, and also i'm not an expert and no exactly and so trying to wait and and i guess i knew this would happen in writing the book mm-hmm. that i'd be brought into these debates and obviously should talk about them but um it's really scary because i'm just a comedian yeah <laughs> and I'm trying to crucially be, yeah. yeah and that's the whole point of the book too is that it's just quite light mm-hmm. and, and funny i hope and like um yeah so it's a bit stressful that in promoting it it's like these big t- I, although i've said no to a few like panel discussions mm-hmm. where i can tell that there's antagonistic people yeah that are gonna be on because i'm just not an, i'm just not equipped with all those stats and you know that feeling you know like when people start arguing about feminism or whatever and you're like i don't have the stats that i need and i know that they're out there but i don't have them on the yeah, tip yeah. Of my tongue. i feel like every panel show should come with a like dictionary corner where somebody is just like on the stats so a yes. people can't just make up any old shit and say like yeah. i i heard this and just like announce it as fact so yeah. there's like someone be like that's not true yeah. and also when you're like could we just get the could we get the stats up please from the fact corner and then they would say like this yeah. many people or this is the thing or this happened in 2006 that would be so good right i think everybody otherwise it's just people just shouting nonsense rhetoric yeah into the abyss yeah that's why it was good with this book to, i had a a fact checker mm-hmm. <laughs> that was nice because i sort of wrote what i thought and then had a lot of people <laughs> came back with a list of like oh you've made that up uh, yeah you know. <laughs> uh, not true yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there anything that amazed you or like anything that you a, yeah. a fact that you really that blew your your socks off there's loads loads of good stuff there's loads of stuff that i i always thought anecdotally to be true mm-hmm. like that people who were vocally homophobic are often quite gay but then that's supported by actual science it did turn out to be true yeah yeah like like they did a study of a bunch of men and mm-hmm. like the more vocally homophobic they were the more aroused they were by gay porn like that's just i i love stuff like that and then i guess that's partly the message of the book is that it's so nuanced and 
it's not as it's not black. It's not black and white. And a, a fact that blew my mind was um, looking up once into this, like the history of the gay the gay gene, which I'm doing in inverted commas for the listeners, um, which I want to say is like X three six two or something. And yeah. and they announced it and like and they were like we found this gay gene and everyone was like hooray. Yeah. And wait, did this happen? Oh yeah, this is so truth. I want to say. It was, like, a suggested in the 70s when, like, genetics was just sort of coming to the fore and people were just, like, giving things a go and, like, there's a lot of monkeys involved. People were microdosing a lot of LSD. Yeah, they were, like, like, people were having can, a lot of big ideas. Yeah, they were like, we can cure everything. We acid. can cure everything. And so they, they were thrilled with this idea of, like, what if there's a gay gene? Yeah. And then somebody decided they'd found it and sequenced it and it had, like, a number. And then, this is how recent it is, like, 1993, the Daily Mail's... Uh, article about it used the headline um, abortion hope for mothers as gay gene is found oh my god which is like that's so recent so scary and so mind-blowing that that's like isn't that's a true fact corner that one's been verified go look it up but (laughs) then it turns out that the guy who studied this gay gene and announced there was a gay gene and published it everywhere turned out he just like botched he just made basically made the whole thing up um and then a few years later himself came out as gay and was like i was so desperate to prove that this was a genetic thing and to yeah. have this like oh nobody's a, like yeah. that he just made everything up and we still you know things that are actually such a complex like gray subject and then we just use it as like black and white and then we throw these facts around and we're like yeah when when something like that comes into the public conversation as a as a fact and it's not true it's yeah. it takes so long to un- yeah like you know men and women's brains are so different yeah. something like that that everyone just accepts is true and for for decades, scientists have been like, have been like, no, it's actually not. Please, please yeah, stop please that. Yeah, it. it's but like the, if your finger is big, you're like, if your ring finger is bigger than your other one, you've got too much testosterone. That, yeah, yeah. You're just I, like, is that not true? <laughs> I don't I, think because so. I look my yeah my ring finger is like yeah. Quite so you're just long. like that's a fact about me. Yeah, you know? I genuinely always was like yeah, fair enough. That's really funny. Yeah, the the gauging thing's so interesting, and I get that. It I think it's really comforting to people to have the born this way idea that it's genetic and comforting on on both sides. And um, it's been adopted as a slogan for so many gay charities, even and stuff. But it's just not that simple, and mm-hmm. it's just not it's, it's just not true that it's that people are born gay. It's like a complex combination of nature and nurture, and we don't know. And who cares? It's like crucially, who cares? Yeah, why? Yeah. Would, you know only in the last like 50 years or so the gay has been a term that you could have been born gay so what if it didn't exist before totally i think the idea that cultural factors could play a role in sexuality is really scary to people Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah but we know that that's true Mm -hmm. that they play a dominant role yeah because you look at cultures that are predominantly bisexual just because that's like Mm -hmm. predominantly the culture like ancient rome or like it's interesting (laughs) it is that it's like we just all want to get to a place where you're like you don't have to say you know female doctor or like a female comedian or you know black presenter or you know a gay judge you're like just a judge like just a doctor just a presenter we don't have to be preceded by this title totally and then it's 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 like lose lose for me because then on online people are like well just shut up about it or why can't gay people just stop talking about being gay and it's like well first of all I'm making a living. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second of all, like, I, I'd, yeah, I don't, I'm getting asked about it all the time mm-hmm. still. So that's why I'm writing about it and talking about it. And it's like, um, you know, if you if you didn't have the same rights as everyone, you'd talk about it too. Like, yeah. For I think you're it's like so, under yeah. threat of violence all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a, like, I think everybody sort of has a book they'd like to give their 14-year-old self. Um, and I bet everybody 
would at some point in that book talk about sex in some way or like totally, here are yeah. some things you need to know here's some stuff that is going to be confusing for years because no one's going to tell you yeah. properly because there's this insane shame culture wrapped up in everything and everyone's yeah. nuts everyone's insane and also um what's frustrating is like yeah it's a book about sexuality full stop not just lgbt it's like everyone has a sexuality mm-hmm. and people forget that they're, they're like well if you're straight you're normal and if you're queer yeah. then you have a sexuality but we all have these weird and complex things that we're attracted to and it changes over the time we all like wank to weird shit and have weird dreams mm-hmm. and no one's attracted to an entire gender everyone's attracted to like specific types of people like it's all so interesting yeah so it's a it's such a universal and human thing not a niche issue no it's so massive and like if you want to be able to do your weird foot shit do then, it then this is your fight too you know yeah do your weird foot shit <laughs> yeah yeah i think the moment that like everybody fell in love with uh, the fox from uh, robin hood exactly we're all like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. thing is a spectrum like i'm deeply in love with this fit fox, <laughs> with this yeah. fit fox. and you can't really understand i think it was that he rolled his sleeves up in a cool way yeah i i fancied jafar um just like you know, power dynamics are fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's like an iconic misogynist. And he was like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. chain me up, Jafar. Exactly. Put yes. me in your weird hourglass. Yes. Hypnotize me with your snake stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will do what you want. Yeah. yeah. I always, that bit where she, where it goes red and there's like, and she's pretending to fancy him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that feels almost like a weird fanfic uh, yeah. like, part of. Yeah. It's like, this can't be in the actual film yeah but it's, it's so weird that that part exists in her sort of like princess Leia slave outfit and yeah. it's so weird and sort of as a kid you like wanted to be like yeah, yeah keep like going. keep going yeah, yeah, like do it goes. Goes. exactly let's see where this goes like becomes, we want to see it he becomes that giant snake too it's yeah. Like phallic yeah. we're like yes please I sort of felt that way about Ursula the sea witch and Ariel too I was like Ursula wants to fuck Ariel it's palpable why doesn't she just do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got all those tentacles like yeah oh no oh no tentacle porn is such a massive thing it was introduced to me at university and i was like no you've made that up and then they showed me and i was like oh boy every porn exists it's yeah if you can name a noun you can put the word porn after it yeah and it's out there yeah my friend showed me pokemon porn i'll never get it out of my mind but it's live action it's like someone painted entirely yellow like pikachu no jesse and james yeah it's really amateurish but yeah yeah that's part of the magic i've got so much time for amateur porn where everyone looks like they're having a wonderful time yeah totally like the second and that's the thing but like if more people always talk about like women making porn but like i think the main thing that women would bring to it is like is everyone having a nice time is everyone actually coming is everyone actually coming like that's what i'm not morally against porn at all but you can just tell that they're not coming so then i'm not into it how Good would it be if men were like comfortable using vibrators and like yeah yeah like they're yeah yeah yeah, and it was all this just like everybody's cool to be like hey what are you actually into it's not this like big performance piece it's not this like oh I'm here sort of to get off on how big I am and you're like well let's let's explore your extremely fragile masculinity yeah and maybe you can cry and I'll hug you and that's porn (laughs) like is that what you'd like I remember I I was in rehab (laughs) okay (laughs) and uh, I was so maybe I was like. 17 I think and um they had this health class and this woman came in and and it was me and a bunch of dudes and uh, it was a rehab day program and she said today we're gonna learn about um the female anatomy and I was like I got this because I've been like sleeping with girls and I am a girl I don't know if you know that and um and so she was like let's just start let's all draw a vagina so I was like 
this is really, everyone's I was like guys this is so easy and and I I drew one and then the woman was like that's not it like she was like well, I don't know what you've drawn it wrong I was like what and I, I've been sleeping. what did you draw I guess I just did <laughs> like left, a hat or something I, I drew a hat no I think left out stuff and I and she was like um it was just so crazy to me that yeah I've been sleeping with girls and I am a girl and I still didn't know what it looked like that's how deeply like uninformed and ashamed you don't know what any of the parts are called like yeah. you have no concept like sometimes boys will be like partners of mine in the past have been like where do you we from and yeah. i'm like i don't know like i'm <laughs> not a hundred percent sure yeah. either yeah and we've got this like whole thing and go, you know and only recently we've understood that like the clitoris is not this like one p-sized button that everyone's like where is it you're like it's there you moron like yeah. it's literally there on everyone it's not a it's, it's not it's hiding, not hard yeah. to find but not only is it that's just the tip of the iceberg bit that it's this massive thing that's like you know inches long yeah and really that uh, a penis is just the external version and a clitoris is the internal version and it's mm. not just like men have got all this stuff and women haven't got anything it's like women have got it all you just can't see it mm. and it doesn't have to be this like oh well it's too literally like algebra oh it's too hard so forget it yeah. oh, i don't know anything oh women is so so tricky it's like hello i'd like to learn i'm open to being vulnerable and getting it wrong totally i've, I've had like straight women be, say to me i, I yeah i, I want to sleep with women but they're so complicated and I don't think I could make a girl come and stuff. I'm like, why have, how have you internalized this myth? One, as if you can't make yourself come. It's like, what, I, you know what I mean? Like, it, orgasm, like, well, certainly when we were teenagers, like every book, every thing of Cosmo was like, how to come every time and like how to have like multiple orgasms. Is it a myth? You're like, what? Like, yeah. if, if you keep giving us this like ethereal, like the female body, yeah, where the is it? The, the yeah. treasure, yeah. like the rubies. Yeah. Like, of course, we'll get this idea that like it's hard to do, but it should just be like, of course, everyone can come every time. That's yeah. not like a, a once a year activity. Yeah. If you get the book out and commit for four hours, it's like, that's it's it so easy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that I think is one of the biggest, that would maybe be in my 14 year old book is like, one, you still won't know what a foreskin is many years later yeah. <laughs> and you've seen plenty and you still can't fully grasp it so don't worry about it. And yeah. two, orgasm is not this like mythical challenge. It's so easy and it should not be yeah. a, a scary thing that you think. Totally. <sighs> what Did your parents talk to you about? Stuff? No, they were hopeless. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. They were really hopeless. That sucks. I think they... Or was it fine? Like, did you get it elsewhere? It was fine. I mean, I certainly... Uh, it was, I, I did, I, I mean, I've come out the woods, but yeah. like, <laughs> I, I was absolutely fine, but I definitely did not understand anything. Yeah. Um, but also like nobody wanted to kiss me at, in high school. So yeah. like, yeah. it's not like I was fending off it going badly. You know, I right. just didn't know in the, in the corner for right. many years. Um, nobody ever sort of sat me down and explained anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I was super lucky that my mom was really unembarrassed about like I drew diagrams and I remember. But you still couldn't do the diagram. I still didn't you do still the diagram. Know. Yeah, but then I remember being about eight or something. Or no, eight's too young. Maybe I was ten, and uh, we were all out for dinner, and um, my mom was like, "May you masturbate, right? Should we talk about that?" Like age ten? Yeah, she was like, "We haven't had that conversation yet," and I, I never had. And then obviously that night I did. So and then from then on every day forever. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's amazing! I I'm not even going to tell you how old I was. So no, old, really? Yeah, like so old. <laughs> and so there, me being like, oh, I was fine. I made it out of the woods. Like I you clearly must, did not. Like I. You must have been so frustrated because you must have been having the feelings from watching like weird TV and stuff. Yeah, but you just it never went. Anywhere. I think that like internalized shame thing is such a massive thing that you. Yeah. I sort of was like, oh, it's yeah. But also, I don't, I don't think the feeling... It wasn't like I was like, oh, I desperately want to and I'm, I mustn't. I actually yeah. just, like, didn't. 
didn't get there yeah didn't I don't know I don't know I guess I do, it's not like I was sort of or maybe I was maybe I was this deeply frustrated teenager yeah <laughs> maybe I just wrote a lot of poetry or something yeah. and I think it's not that I didn't I think it's that I didn't know that I had this energy that needed to go somewhere yeah yeah I guess it's that but oh my god I was late to the party really yeah, yeah. I sort of wish I'd been later to the party in a way <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're two ends of the spectrum yeah we are yeah 10 is certainly early doors there's got to be a happy medium yeah yeah for sure um but yeah we both turn out okay yeah i think so we made it out yeah we're all right everyone's all right in the end yeah um mostly i am um, i'm so aware i've taken up so much of your time no i've got nothing to do are you kidding i'm so glad you're here I've been, oh <laughs> i've been uh, watching this show the oa have you heard of this Oh, where they can do they, they read minds? They, they can... interdimensionally travel, and of course on, they do. Yeah, <laughs> so it's on it's on Netflix, <laughs> and um, I'm obsessed. But I'm weirdly the only person I know that watches it. No one I know is into it. But it's um, yeah, when you have like a near death experience, you travel to another dimension, and it's so good. Oh, fun! I think it's good, but I don't have anyone else confirming that it's good so I'm i think just in a bubble. listen take ownership of your likes yeah if you like it you like it i like it great good for <laughs> yeah. you uh my only understanding of the oa was that my housemate every time i'd come home they'd be like i'm watching it again and i'd be like well you don't like it so stop that's exactly my relationship with it it's oh yeah. well don't watch it then no, do i need to I tell you it. to stop it okay i'm just weirdly embarrassed i think because the lead woman in it her mouth is always open slightly <laughs> it's slightly or like parted always and she's like breathing heavily and she's really annoying and she wrote it as well so i sort of hate that i love it because she's quite weird but um she what can i say i love her too deep down it's like just a a love hate thing look take ownership of your loves yeah love that woman <laughs> yeah i love her and ursula the sea witch oh god yeah i just love all the villains i yeah. always wanted them to do well they're always the campest ones too like right Scar they're so and... fun and camp yeah, and yeah. great like, you just wanted to hang out in their lair. Like, I remember yeah. once, in, in maybe one of the Shreks or something, we, like a third Shrek, we briefly visit a pub that's just got all the villains in it. No way. Yeah, and one of them's playing, like, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, on the piano, Whoa. and, like, they're all there, like, Cruella de Vil, and, and I'm just like, pause the film, let's stay here for, yeah, like, ever. Yeah, that's where I want to be. Like, yeah. let's just explore that for ages. I mean, in my mind, Jafar is, like, doing shots at the bar, and, like, yeah. everyone's just talking about their, st- their shit, but you're like, yeah, obviously the villains are the best totally Ursula's her like um, the sketch work for Ursula is really fun if you ever go and look it up it's all of um, based on a drag queen yeah yeah, yeah. she's just so amazing and you're like what a fantastic she moves and I mean now it'll just become a a fan piece for Ursula but like she just moves in this like unbelievably sexy way while also being um, an octopod you know tell me about it yeah (laughs) right I will um do you tell us about just we've got to come to the end I don't want to take up all your your evening and we've got to watch the OA next yeah um you're it's so nice because I feel like we always see each other at parties and stuff we mean we'd never get to sit down and have like a proper chat it's because you never have any enough time at any to be like can we talk about all the things yeah exactly yeah you're always like everyone's doing a bit and people everyone doing yeah (laughs) no you have your fantastic stand-up special which is called has a title or no yeah it's called dope but it's of course it's on um but it's not the whole of dope it's no it's half of half of that show that you might yeah 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 thanks yeah it's uh half of that yeah which Um, is a fantastic show but it's under comedians of the world yeah Yeah. and if you're a bet midler fan check it out but also it's a really great show i talk a lot about bat midler and then i don't know if she's seen it um but people keep tweeting it at her and uh if she has seen it she doesn't like it she hasn't <laughs> she hasn't engaged at all to be fair i i describe in detail her going down on me 
If it's I bold. were her, I'd be, I would be pretty horrified, yeah. If I was her, I think I would think it was very funny, but I would not know the coolest way to respond. I might be like, I need to keep my distance here. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. If for me, I'm like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's no right way for me to come out here. Yeah. Like, to, to you. Yeah. She can't just at you be like, cool special. She's got to make some kind of joke about yeah. the thing. And if she does, she, she's, her only route there is to be like, do you want to go down, down on me after I sing a song? You've not given her an, o- an open goal there. You yeah, know? and and to be honest, I, I kind of I kind of hope I never meet her because she's. I she's, think that's important. She's something else in my mind. Yeah. you know, she represents so many things, and um, I did see her live in New York. Uh, yeah. And how was it? Unreal. Yeah. Was she it? Was, it was in Hello Dolly. She's in her seventies. She she absolutely smashed it and um, got a standing ovation almost every time she spoke. Very disruptive. It's a narrative story. Like, <laughs> like there's people trying to do a play and it was like she's just coming on and be like, oh hello Dolly. Yeah. And everyone's like, woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet it's really hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Keep watching. Go and see her. But I think it's important that you don't meet her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think she has something very different in your mind. But you have that on Netflix and then coming out in the spring in the summer in the autumn in the winter september in, in september yeah this will be autumn i guess That's soon isn't it real soon is your uh your sitcom for netflix which is called actually it doesn't have a title at the moment I oh need, nice. i need help the working titles may and george um but i need help i keep coming up with titles and then something will come out with that with that title titles are hard why what came out recently it was what? gonna be called us and then that jordan peele movie came out and then yeah it's gone through lots of titles what about george and may George and May is possible, yeah. Is there anything else that you've been... Just that sitcom, and I really hope people like it. I'm really scared about it. No, no, it. is there any other titles? Oh, any other titles? Um, yeah, things... Okay, I love this Elliot Smith song called Say Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's really romantic and a beautiful song, so I, I really wanted to call it Say Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone's like, well, that means nothing. It, they're right. Yeah, yeah Stick to your good, guns. Yeah. May and George is... Or George and May. May and George is a lovely title, and mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I didn't pick that. That was picked for me as a working title. Oh, really? You, you, you don't mind it? I think it's so nice because in the vein of like um, uh, Harold and Maud or like When Harry Met Sally, it's like it's a really classic romantic story. Mm, and yeah. I think the use. I think George is such a. Will it be a spoiler if I say that George is not a boy? No, I'm sure people will assume. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that George, you've given this like very sweet old man name George you know which yeah. could easily be like the you know a gardener you know yeah. to May and George sounds like to a lovely old couple in their 70s who solve crime yeah. like low grade crime so yeah. for it to be and then it's so not that but it is in its own way like it has a lot of heart and a lot of I think it's growing on me now that you yeah now that I pitch it at you me. yeah yeah but I think us is also a nice title but again like it doesn't say much yeah. it doesn't say much whereas like May and George is like that's what it is and that's what it's about and it's a really sweet lovely story and also I think I always when I think about titles try to think of people going have you seen May and George and like oh, do you like that yeah. does that sound good to you yeah, yeah definitely yeah, I'm suddenly getting and then people being like it. oh I'm really loving this show called May and George at the moment it's on Netflix it's not what you think it's going to be about it's really yeah cool right yeah. I'm really excited yeah so that's coming out in September. Yeah, thank you so, so much for doing this. Thanks for um, talking to me. I don't know yeah. what I've said. You said such perfect things. Do you get scared about that at the end? You're like, I don't know what I said. Oh, no. Okay, good. I, I, know, I was in and out. Cause I, yeah. I, yeah. Can um, you add a laugh track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. stick that in. Just uh, It's Bette Midler. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, laughing just and clapping from the background. <laughs> your live shows on Netflix, your sitcoms on Netflix, your book is out now. May Martin's uh, May Martin's romp through her sexual ideas. Much, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, everybody can everybody just calm down. It's yeah. really lovely, and it's in all good bookshops. It's, can everyone please calm down? But it's 
Close enough, yeah. I just said that. You said, can everybody just calm down? The just is not in there? And the everybody's not in there. It's just, what's it, what's it called? <laughs> please I... calm. No, even please. <laughs> it's called, can everyone please calm down? Okay, so there is a please. Yeah. Can everyone please calm down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> By May Martin. Yeah. And it's really lovely. And um, I cannot recommend it enough to everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for sticking with us to the end. And um, just uh, uh, be yourself. Be yourself. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. May is open to all your questions. I'm it's a new to... job. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely am. And I'm, I'm single and... <laughs> 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 and the there. Twitter is May Martin at May yeah, Martin at the May Martin at the, oh sorry of course <laughs> do you have a blue tick um I do yeah I do have a blue tick yeah classy yeah. um <laughs> is your Instagram private or are people allowed to go there as well so public okay yeah <laughs> and her Instagram is at hooray May yes yeah yeah nice um thank you so much and um have a lovely week bye 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 Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. We have a podcast and... Oh, uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs> 